So today we have really spent our time wisely, undertaken the practices of the Noble Eightfold Path to purify our speech and behavior of the transgressive kalesis so that we can live in harmony with one another and to practice mindful awareness of the obsessive kalesis so that we can begin to see them, recognize them in our, in our hearts and minds and enjoy some seclusion from them at times and to practice vipassana, the understanding of the latent defilements, the misunderstandings that we have of these uh, kalesas and thereby gain wisdom. And sometimes even though the work that we do here is really grueling, even hard, and seems endless, it really does make a difference, the work that we do here. And it is, what we learn here is directly applicable in our life. So I want to tell you a story of how that happens. Several years ago I was scheduled to fly from San Francisco to Boston to come here to teach a retreat. And just the day I was, the day before I was supposed to fly, I realized, oh, my plane wasn't going to get in on time and I had to take an earlier flight. So I called the airport and asked if the red-eye flight out of San Francisco that night had any empty seats on it so that I could fly overnight, get to Boston on time to come to the retreat. And they said, oh yeah, that plane is half empty. So I packed up, got to the airport, went to the United counter, and it was pandemonium. It was just absolutely chaos. So I got to the counter and I said, what, what's going on? And they said, oh, one of our flights to Boston got canceled. Everybody's trying to get on the red eye. I go, oh, crap. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, I'd like to fly standby on that flight. And I'm a frequent flyer, a premier frequent flyer. And they said, oh, no, that, that flight's, that, that's, that flight's going to be full. There's probably no seats. Unlikely there's going to be any seats on that flight. And I said, yeah, but I, I need to get there. I'm a frequent flyer. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so they, they said, well, here's your, you know, at that time you could get the, the standby uh, boarding pass. Go up to the gate and wait. And if there's any seats left, then you can, you can see if you can get on. So I went up to the gate, pandemonium up there. And uh, I went to the gate count, the ticket agents, and I said, hey, I've, I've got a, a standby uh, boarding pass. I'd, I'd really like to get on this flight. If there's at least one seat I'd like to get on, I'm a frequent flyer, premier. <laughs> <laughs> so they said, oh, no, this looks, I think this flight's going to be way overbooked, uh, unlikely. And I was like, oh, bugger. <laughs> I was suffering. So I said, well, okay, let's just wait around. And... Um, so they got they got people boarding, you know, boarding, boarding, calling all the roles, got them on, and then they said, "Okay, uh, everybody's boarded on." And and there were three of us that wanted to fly standby. So I said, "Hey, I'm a frequent flyer, <laughs> premier." So they said, "Well, come down to the come down to the front of the plane, the gate of the the door of the plane, and once everybody sit down, if there's any empty seats, we'll let you we'll let you you three on." So they get everybody sit down and they, they looked and said, oh, there's one seat. So I said, get, get 
can I have that seat? I'm a frequent flyer. <laughs> so he said, okay, 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 you, you can come on. I was so happy. I was going to get to Boston on time. So I went up back, way up back, and sat down in this little little seat in between two great big football players. I mean, it's like there was no room. No no didn't have the armrest. I had to put my luggage underneath my feet. It was like at least jammed in there, but I was going to get there on time. I was so happy. Ah, oh, it was great. I was just kind of putting things away, trying to settle into this place, and and um, and I saw them up front by the, the door, and they found another seat. So they, they, they let the second person who was flying stand by on. They closed the door. They did a destination check. This plane is flying to Boston. If you're not intending to fly to Boston, let us know, and uh, we'll take care of it. Somebody got up from first class and said, hey, I'm not going to Boston. So they opened the door, let that person out, the last person flying standby. They brought him on. They put him in the first class seat. <laughs> I go, ding, 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 ding. Hey, I'm a, I'm a frequent flyer. Prepare. <laughs> shouldn't, I, shouldn't, I get the, shouldn't I get the first class seat flying standby? They said, you got a seat. Sit down. We're leaving. Okay. I was incensed. I was entitled to that seat. I was a premier, exec, premier frequent flyer. Okay, so the first half hour of the flight, I was just in misery. I was so upset. I was like, they aren't treating me right. I was so angry. I, my entitlement mentality was really working overtime. And I was so angry. And just moments before, I was really happy that I was a freaking flyer and got on. But nevertheless, now I was really upset. And so half hour, first half hour of the flight, I'm drafting this letter to, to United Airlines. You don't treat your frequent flyers. You know, you're, you're treating me badly. And then... At some point I realized, I got another five and a half hours of flying. <laughs> I better chill, <laughs> because I'm going to get to Boston, I'm going to be a wreck. So I said, oh, what the heck, I'm on the plane. They just let it go. Got to Boston, got there on time. The flight was still crowded, but so what? Still frequent flyer. <laughs> didn't, didn't, write my, didn't write my letter to him. I just let go because I could see that this suffering of this wanting what conditions just weren't going to conspire to let me have. This hanging on to this identity as this frequent flyer who should get preferential treatment. Suffering, just absolute suffering. And the only thing you can do is let go. The only thing you can do is let go. You can, you can piss and moan, you can scream and holler, you can write your nasty letters, whatever. You're just suffering until you let go. But if you don't know you're suffering, you won't let go. You'll hang on. You'll, you'll demand that you suffer more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that you, get your, you know, that you get treated right. And what actually happened? The only thing that happened is I let go. Stop suffering. Still frequent flyer, still get the free upgrades, still da da da, everything same. So this, this, the work that we're doing, even though you're dealing with it here in a very protected place, dealing with your your hindrances and your defilements and your desire and your aversions and your jealousies and fears and all that, it really makes a difference what you do with it here, because when you get in those situations out there in life where you're just boiling with suffering, you'll remember. This is optional. 
This suffering is optional, and you can learn to let go. So the work we're doing here in the, re- in the retreat is just that. It's rehearsing for life. Because we know it's coming. We know we're going we're gonna to face situations like that in our life for the rest of our life. There's going to be all kinds of opportunities to get really upset for one reason or another. There's no way to avoid it. This is, this is the nature of life. But we have a choice. When we practice like this, we have a choice. And that suffering with these tormented states of mind is totally optional. But if you don't practice here, you won't have the tools and know how to let go out there. So, we really spent our time wisely today. Really learning, learning how to do this. Because it will save us a lot of suffering. That's why we practice. So, you can feel good about all the work you did today, even though it was hard, hard, suffering, painful, emotionally challenging, just sometimes miserable. Still, this is how you learn. You know, if you don't go through it with awareness, you can't learn. So, no matter how much suffering you did today, this is the suffering that leads to the end of suffering, not the suffering that leads to more suffering. So, you can feel good about all of your efforts today, no matter what you think about it. It was good work, good way to spend your time. And now you can enjoy some sleep. Okay. And we'll gather in the morning to practice again. <laughs>